hello episode one um we're completely winging it i attempted to like look through my journal my notes from the past couple days to sort of like get an idea of what i'm gonna talk about and that just felt lame so <laughs> we're not gonna do that um instead we're gonna pet my dog who i'm sure you can hear and hearing a lot um anywho so I guess I just kind of want to talk a little bit about, like, up until this point, you know, what has Callan been up to? I'm going to try and keep it brief, but who freaking knows? So, I I had a, a, mental, a mental health journey for sure. That was definitely the thing that... Um, really pulled me into my spiritual awakening so I mean from the time I was like 13 14 I was depressed and had a bipolar one diagnosis and borderline personality disorder and ADHD and you know sexual trauma and you know the whole load of things I couldn't sleep I couldn't focus my life was a mess um yada 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 whatever not whatever but I don't really have to talk about it all that much anymore. I used to ruminate in that shit. Woo! Shout out for growth in that aspect. Um, but so... Ah, yes. In 2020, it, whenever everything um, collectively and individually was just going to shit for absolutely everyone... Um, that stirred up some things in me. Surprise, surprise. So, I mean, at that point, I was 20 years old, so that was about, yeah. I got a little bit of time to, you know, be asleep. I don't know that I was fully asleep at any point, but I was, yeah, I was pretty, I was pretty asleep. Anywho. So, 2020 shook me awake. Um, it did so by giving me the worst mental health symptoms I've ever had in my life that was a really difficult time um and then you know I got into therapy got on medication did the whole shebang really found a lot of healing and it was honestly therapy and astrology combined that helped me get a footing it was like I needed the therapy aspect of it because I needed something that was consistent with the world that I was used to operating in. And science and therapy is one of those things. Um, and luckily, my generation is one that is open to talking about mental health and whatnot. Um, so therapy was crucial, but I also needed the astrology. I needed the spiritual woo-woo sort of like there's a bigger picture here than just you sort of thing um so once I started looking into my birth chart that's when I really started picking up on like oh shit like all of these things are playing out and it's not because there's anything wrong with me it's just themes that are playing out whether it be because my soul chose to do this or at the time it was just like I didn't really have much of an understanding of what astrology and everything really was honestly I mean I'm still no fucking astrologer so I really don't it anymore it's not a tool that I utilize really anymore but at the beginning of that spiritual awakening time that was big and honestly as cringy as it sounds every time I say it TikTok was a big thing that helped with my spiritual awakening only in the way that it offered a different perspective because growing up 
in South Louisiana where it's, you know, pretty, pretty Christian, pretty Catholic, pretty not woo woo. Um, just, yeah, I'll leave it at that. But growing up in a place like that, I was told that all of this stuff that I believe now, like, is bad and gonna send me to hell. Like, I literally thought, like, I feel weird telling my family that I burn incense because it's like, that seems too much, you know? Um, and... I'm not saying that they would say that it is too much. That's just the perception that I have. I'm working on trying to not project so much onto them anymore. Um, they've been a big growing point for me. Anyway, I love them. I, I love them. But I think everybody's family serve as growing points. Anyways. <laughs> so, yeah, astrology was really big for me. That helped me get a footing. And then... um. I just started paying more attention to my thoughts and the beliefs that I had. And I went on a couple solo road trips and those were super activating to me. Both of them involved Sedona, Arizona. If you've ever been, if you know anything about it, I'm sure that makes sense to you. Um, that's a whole other side of things though. But um, anytime I travel really, I receive activations in a way I think it, Sometimes it has to do with the crystalline grid. It's not really a conscious thing. It's more just like I'm called to a place. I go, I enjoy it, I experience it, and then I leave and I'm a changed person. And I believe that uh, like good things happened for the earth itself. It's not like I go and I take the energy of the place. There's an exchange happening. I'm just not fully sure of what it is. Um, but so, yeah, my road trips, those were big for me. And it was like, I don't know, once I started to realize oh, I've been subscribed to this idea that I'm mentally ill for a really long time. Yes, I'm facing the circumstances every day, but it's getting better. And what if I just stopped talking about it so much? So I did that. I just stopped making so many claims about, oh, I'm so depressed and just like trauma dumping whenever people were not asking about that. Like if people would be like, oh, how's your day or whatever. And it was like people that like were my friends so it's not like just any stranger, but it was like, even with a stranger, it was hard to lie and say that I was having a good day. Um, and so, but so I was just like, okay, well, what if we just stop hashing so much on like the mental illness and all the bad stuff that's happening? As I did that, the less bad stuff started happening. And um, yeah, it's like honestly kind of hard to remember, but I just continue to pick up little breadcrumbs along the way of realizing ways that I was contributing to the shitty circumstances while also like learning to feel my emotions and realize that they are like keys and tools and they're highly valuable and I'm still learning to understand what that means but at the time I had no no context for that at all of like my emotions being something that I should experience and listen to and let guide me in like a grounded way, not in a, not in the way that they were controlling me, you know, guide and control different things. Yeah. But well, thank you. It's okay. Yeah. Thank you for protecting. Oh. I'm sure you guys hear. Yeah.
Okay. Okay. You good? You good? Okay. I'm gonna continue. If I can remember. Uh, <coughs> Ooh. So yeah, just kind of picking up different spiritual breadcrumbs along the way and slowly making shifts and understanding like, oh, all this music that I listen to that everyone says is depressing. Should probably cut it out a little bit. It's not like I couldn't listen to happy stuff, but it was like I slowly I just like started paying more attention to the way that things made me felt made me felt made me feel instead of just like automatically going to the depressing playlist because that's pretty literally all that I listened to for like a while. Um, and I am not going to discredit that phase of my life. That was a really important phase of my life that I needed to go through. But I'm happy. I'm I'm much happier um, to be where I am now than where I was back then. Anyways, I just, yeah. So I graduated college, moved out um, to Colorado, getting out of where home is. That was huge for me. Um, I had always wanted to move. So that was big. Um, it wasn't an easy journey when I first got here. I had like a lot of obstacles straight from the jump but like like I literally moved across like halfway across the country and didn't even have a house yet I was in Colorado for a week before we found a house but like I knew that we were gonna get a house like it, it was fine we we're just waiting for a little bit and so it's like I, I've made these big moves um literally and figuratively that to some people I know people who are older than me who are like, how did you do that? Like, I would be terrified. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it was kind of scary, like, not really knowing, but it was just, like, what I knew I was doing, you know? Like, there wasn't an option for me to stay home. Like, I was moving as soon as I could. And part of it... it wasn't even really about escaping anymore. It was just I didn't have room to grow. Um, and I am so grateful that Denver is the place that I landed because I wasn't really sure where I was going to move for a while. Um, and then things happened the way that they did. Moved to Denver. And just the journey that I've had here has been... It's been ups and downs for sure, but it's been way more ups. And it's like, whenever I am down, it's hard to stay down. And I've just found so many beautiful people. It's beautiful, like, scenery here. Like, Colorado in general is beautiful. Uh, the thing, like, the places that I've gone within myself and, like, who I am now is like I definitely am an embodying much more beauty than I was before. Not that I wasn't beautiful before, but now it's it's just like it's like pure and sweet and like happy and so much more I don't want to say more evolved. But yeah, more evolved than where I was at. And I'm just really proud of where I am now. Um and so, yeah, that's a really cool feeling to, especially now that I can go through all of this. I'm 12 minutes into this recording and I feel like I've given a pretty good explanation and I didn't have to go into every detail about every story ever. Like, 
that's pretty fucking cool. Because before I was just, it was like I had to talk about things over and over and over again because I was processing. And I was processing so much that it was like my computer was slow. Like today, doing the, all of this podcast stuff, oh my God, I don't know if it's my Wi-Fi or what. That just fucking sucks. But it's like I, I'm waiting to move my mouse around and then it's like glitching. I'm like listening to these music clips before. So I hope it's that. I don't think it's glitching now that it's uploaded to, you know, the podcast platform, whatever you're listening to this on. But um, yeah, just it's like that is how I felt all the time because I was processing so much. And then now I'm in a state where I don't need to process two people and to get like Okay, you guys are still people. I don't need to process, like, to the people close in my life all the time because I'm just struggling so much to make sense of everything and, like, needing something to anchor it in. Now I can, like, make a podcast and, like, be okay with that, and I don't really need anyone's advice about what to do. I'm just, like, going through my stuff, you know? I don't know. This is already a really cool process for me, and so I'm really grateful that I'm starting this. Hmm. Um, also, I I don't know why now is the time that I'm saying this, but I have set the intention that with this podcast, like, I don't really want to promote it very much. I just want to, like, exist in this energy and do what I'm doing and let it attract the people that it's supposed to attract. And I believe that I'm going to attract, like, kind and compassionate and like-minded people who can relate and resonate with me and hopefully it be you know like a two-way energy exchange like I don't view myself as someone who's here to like preach and teach but at the same time I do know that not everybody thinks in the way that I do and I'm here for a reason and a big part of that is to communicate literally the way that I'm doing right now and just like being real and sharing the experience that I've had and I think starting now is really important because it's important for people to see like I'm not some fully psychically activated person like I'm a couple years into my spiritual awakening journey I have access to the Akashic records can I do it consistently at this point like every single time no but I've done it multiple times like I literally got the name for this podcast and the idea from the Akashic records um I have some psychic gifts activated, but for the most part, it's like I'm kind of just stumble, like fumbling around in a dark room, just like trying to look for, you know, the door, the light switch or whatever. Um, and I think it's important for people to see that. And it's like I'm just getting my toes dipping in with like, breath work and stuff like that I mean I've been journaling for a while it's like I I've I'm in this enough to know some stuff but like I am by no means an expert in anything and I think it's good for me to be starting at this point um just so that people you know see me as you know like an equal like, I'm going through this human experience, too, just like we all are. I just 
am already awake to the fact that I am much more than this human, this Callan person. Um, and yeah, I don't know, man. I'm really excited for this. So I guess to further go off of what I was saying with like, I guess where I'm currently at now, um, so I can't really talk about anything anymore without accrediting Amy freaking Belair, man. She's on Third Eye Awakening podcast. That's her podcast. Um, she is a spiritual mentor to me. I've taken multiple courses. She gave me my first Akashic Records reading. Um, she's the person who's taught me how to access the Akashic Records she her podcast has just given me a context and a vocabulary for things it has shifted my perspective in so many ways it has expanded my consciousness more rapidly than anything like i cannot even remember the person that i was before i started listening to this podcast this was i want to say i guess like april-ish march something like that May of 2023 this year so you know we're in November now six months less than that it's been wild and, and honestly maybe like February or March March uh, anyways it doesn't really matter um Amy Villar I love that woman I will continue to refer to her so i'm just gonna shout her out now um i will leave her information in the show notes look at me being a podcaster oh okay this is exciting stuff um amy's been a huge influence a lot of the things that i say if you listen to her or if you begin listening to her now it will seem like I am just copying the things that she's saying. In a sense, I guess I kind of am, but it's also like I, everything that she says resonates so deeply and makes so much sense, and she articulates things beautifully. So I'm going to do my best to like have my own verbiage about things, but she really does just explain things in such a way um, that it just makes sense. So I apologize if, you know, like that is part of developing my moon legs as a podcaster and like as my own person is like I I have all this information and all of this understanding but it's hard to not use other people's terms because it's not like I've necessarily like channeled and received all of this information firsthand myself some of it I may have I receive information about myself and how to navigate in my own personal life relating to me I received that sort of information, but I haven't started receiving like channel messages for the collective or other people or anything like that yet. So, um, there's a thing. I also have recently, like literally within the past week, started working with Elise Bassine and Andrea Donnelly. Um, they both have been incredibly activating. Like I listened to Andrea, I think it was like a light, language activation that she gave just by giving your email when you sign up like and sign up for her email stuff on her website it was like very short and very quickly I was like oh processing publicly okay uh like that 
it was like it came from the Akashic Records because I've already asked that question, but it was like she just cleared out my channel so that I could receive that and the idea for this podcast. I kind of had a general idea, but it just came in really clearly like an hour after I listened to this activation. Um, also put together a huge piece this week. I have processed a lot of the trauma that I've experienced like with me and my mom's relationship. My dad, he was in the picture, but I like my parents weren't together, so I didn't see him all that often. And I knew that that probably had some effect on things, but like my dad was the cool parent. He was the one I would every other weekend I'd go to my dad's house. We'd do fun stuff. I'd eat junk food. Like I could eat whatever I want. My mom was super strict, and it's not that my dad wasn't strict either, but like he kind of like it was just the fun. Like we did fun stuff, and so. I had like a really good view of my dad and I didn't perceive really anything about our relationship to be traumatic. Sure, there were times where like, you know, my parents instilled programming in me where it didn't necessarily register as trauma. But, you know, like other than that, it was like, you know, whatever. But with my mom, like I've worked out a lot of stuff. Like I don't view my mom ill willedly really at all anymore. Um, but there was some intense stuff going down. Uh, for a while not that she was like abusive or anything we just had a rough relationship and she would just trigger the shit out of me all the time and I'm sure I triggered the shit out of her all the time too um but that was a big growing point for me anyways um so I've processed a lot of my mother wound but the idea of processing trauma with my dad it's like I've thought about her I'm like I don't really know but then this week boom after listening to Andrea and fucking Elise, man, I was like, how have I not realized any of this before? But so this is definitely related to Elise Basine and Andrea Donnelly. Um, they kind of go hand in hand for me at this point. I'm new to their audience, but they've already had such an impact that that's why I'm talking about them right now. Um, and I've like enrolled in courses already. I've found like other people through. It's been very bountiful um in this just short week and I found them through Amy's podcast but so I don't know how I never put it together that the way I relate to money well okay so the way that I saw me and my dad's relationship was he wasn't going to be around all the time, but whenever he was, like, he was consistent about when he was going to be around, and he showed up whenever he needed to be there, and whenever he said he was going to be there, and I never went without, but I never went without, like, in terms of he didn't let me down, like, he held up his end of the deal, but I, I know that I miss my dad, and I wanted to be with him more, but it was like I was held back and couldn't do that. But that I knew that whenever I would be with my dad, it would be fun, it would be good, and, like, I would see him, you know, the next time that I went to his house or whatever. It wasn't like I was sort of, whatever. That's how I viewed it. The way that I wrote it the other day, in my notes, give me one second. Okay. So, the question that... Elise asked, was, what am I projecting onto money? We often pro project our most unhealed and wounded relationships onto money. It'll often show up in other areas of my life, too. 
So I expect money to come easily enough, stay for a very short while, and then dry up and leave me broke again. I expect men to come easily enough, stay for a very short while, and then dry up and leave me lonely again. I expect friends to come easily enough, stay for a very short while, and then turn, turn on me and leave me lonely again. I expect a job to come easily enough, be good for a very short while, then become miserable and leave me desperate again. That was profound for me to connect all of those things and relate it back to money because I had never realized. And then I was going and making a further note about it and was like, holy shit, that's the way that I related to my dad. It's not even in a negative way. It's just that's the way that I have been relating to him. And I have that unseen, unfucking processed. And so it's showing up in every area of my life. And I had never noticed that the way that I saw money and, like, romantic partnership and friends and all of this stuff. Friends, I view a little bit like, it, for me, it's easier to attract a romantic partner, but to keep them in the sense of, like, I'm just always dissatisfied and left. Like, right, is that all, you know? And I feel like that comes back. I'm putting this together now. That comes back to just not feeling seen and understood by my dad like he claimed that he knew me super well and like whenever I was a kid I think he did and I started to evolve and it was like he just wasn't picking up on it like he did not understand how I was depressed and I thought that that was like baffling because I was like I'm so obviously depressed all of the time like for years now um so it was yeah it's just holy shit okay yeah so yeah, this is usually how my processing goes. So you see how the processing publicly name is very fitting for this. Okay, that was a little side tangent. I think we're going to swerve on back to like kind of where I'm at now. So obviously I'm becoming more and more activated literally every single day. Um, This week especially has felt like, whoa, like just like, like I'm on a roller coaster of activation and I kind of have whiplash and can't really remember all of the activating that's been happening. But it's just been like pieces. It's not like new pieces are totally coming in. It's like things that I've acknowledged, but I'm just seeing it in a little bit of a different light and realizing, oh, there's this other edge to it. And that other edge is like the piece of the puzzle that doesn't, that is the reason why it doesn't fit where you think it goes. Like, you know, whenever you're doing a puzzle and you think a piece fits and it just, like, kind of doesn't feel right, but it looks right. And then you kind of see it in a different light and you realize, oh, wait, yeah, this pattern doesn't match up. Like, this isn't actually how it goes. It goes, like, boom, like this. And then it just just fits into place. That is how things have been feeling this week. It's, like, it's not, like, big things that I had no idea about. It's, like, things that I'm, like, yeah, okay, I've acknowledged that. Oh, shit, but I didn't fully acknowledge that. How did I not see it like that? What the hell? Okay, cool. Now I can I can move forward. I, I understand how this works. That is how this week has felt. Um, it's not surprising that this is also the week I started a podcast. Um, it's, I'm, I'm really excited for this. Why was I so scared? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be times when I'm scary. Right now, the Instagram page has zero followers. I have, as far as I know, two listeners. But that's still awesome. 
I'm really excited. I'm glad that I'm like in. So shout out to my manifestation boot camp people with Amy, um, because that space in that container is what has like definitely given me a little, like has welcomed me into the idea of like yes, you should start this podcast, and it's like. This podcast is a rush of clarity of what I've been asking for for honestly months at this point of just like, what is my purpose? How do I get this shit going with where I'm at? Like, blah, 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 whatever. And I'm just like, here now, doing the damn thing, making a podcast. It's a Friday. I've been having so many blessings coming through. I'm definitely timeline shifting. Like, I know we're all timeline shifting, like, all the time, like, essentially but like i'm doing it consciously now i'm noticing glitches in my matrix my psychic like abilities are definitely coming more on board like my third eye is waking up more i'm able to receive like um clairvoyant like information i've been claircognizant for a while now i'm not receiving consistent like messages i can't call upon it and direct like get it in that moment but i've understood what it was i've activated clairsentience clairsentience is the one that i feel most of the time um like feel literally in my body um i think those are my main ones um i had an akashic records reading with amy um that's basically what the main ones are and that's like according to the akashic records and according to me um yeah i guess i'll kind of give a little spiel on like my reading with amy because that pretty much everything she said i was like oh yeah i knew that but like i didn't know that at the same time so it it was important for me and it was big um and there was something where i was like oh shit i had no idea like i have a past life in ancient egypt as a scribe you know communicating to the people doing the doing the important work Whenever the average Joe couldn't... Okay, y'all can't see... I'm also taking a video of me as I'm doing this podcast in case I do want to upload it to YouTube and stuff like that. Um, I'm using Podcastle. If anybody is starting a podcast, yo, check out Podcastle. This shit is dope. It's making it so easy. But as, as I'm talking about me in this ancient Egypt life, I'm like talking to myself in the camera with all these hand motions and it goes with the voice that I was giving. Anyways, I had an ancient, I had a past life in ancient Egypt. Um, I am also meant to, like, I am definitely synced up with the telepathic networks. Um, this isn't something that's like a fully conscious process for me either. Um, but that didn't surprise me at all. And so I think I'm meant to be here to clear some of that because it's it's icky in the 4d right now um and okay yeah so i'm talking about oh oh, i self-healed myself from mental illness i guess i kind of got sidetracked earlier it i was slowly so i was talking about following spiritual breadcrumbs and slowly like letting go of little, you know, beliefs, thoughts, you know, whatever. And I was noticing a difference. And then I went to Wakan Music Festival on Mulberry Mountain in 2022. And my goodness. So, all my EDM family out there, I fucking love y'all. 
all my Wakan family out there. Y'all are special fucking people to me. Like, I haven't even interacted with really many of y'all, and I don't have any crazy profound stories, but just the energy of Wakan. I know that a lot of it is chalked up to the people who are there and the people who put it on and the intention that's put into that festival. Like, I have full-body chills thinking about it right now. It's just such a special place. So shout out Wakan. Um, and so, Ella Stream and Liquid Stranger to EDM DJs, they did a back-to-back set. It was the first time they had ever done a set together. Um, it feels funny talking about EDM stuff to not an EDM audience because I feel like I have to explain what like a back-to-back is. Anyways, this Ellis Dream back-to-back Liquid Stranger fucking transported me. It really was just like, like I looked around and I, so I, to preface this, I had taken a little bit of shrooms. It wasn't anything crazy. Like I... Under normal conditions, I would not have been tripping at all, but I was tripping balls. Uh, um, uh, but in the best way, and I just put my pashmina over my head, and I was just crying it out. I, like, looked around at everyone, and I was like, where are we? Like, where did we go? I knew we were in the same place, but it it was like I was in a fucking higher dimension. That's the only way I can describe it. It was truly like my higher self just came over and was like, okay, we're going to cry it out now. And we're just going to make some bold declarations. And then we're going to walk away and things are going to be changed. I was like, okay, I'm not mentally ill anymore. I walked into that set so depressed. I almost didn't go to Wakan because I like felt like such an outsider. I had not been to an EDM festival before. I didn't feel like really a part of the scene. Like I was just a afraid of not being accepted is what it was um so I almost didn't go to this festival and a lot of that was related to my mental health too and I am so glad that I went but so I was in a really rough place mentally I like I'd been doing a lot better than I was I'd already started healing but I was still not doing well really and so I was just like okay I'm done with this I'm not taking medication anymore like, I got off of it safely. I'm not recommending that anybody, you know, do anything stupid. But I got off of my medication, and I was like, okay, me and my mom are going to have a healed relationship. Like, I'm going to be a happier person. I'm, like, stepping into a new, like, I'm stepping into my power. I'm doing things differently. Like, I'm, I'm done. I don't need all of this shit that programming and society tells me that I need. I'm going in, like, and by in, I mean within, and that's what I did, and I shit you not, I walked away from that set, and I have not experienced mental illness in the same capacity. There may have been a couple residual episodes of, like, freaking out, you know, like, I had personality disorder and stuff, and so it was just, like, interpersonal conflict and stuff like that. It wasn't anything crazy like, I feel like the way things are depicted is, like, people are just lighting buses on fire and stuff. I wasn't doing any of that shit. Um, but, so this, yeah, I maybe had a few other instances of, like, not doing so hot. But I was also getting off of medication that I had been on for at least a year. Some of them, like, closer to four or five years. And... Yeah, I walked away a different fucking person. And so that Wakan, that was my first Wakan. I'll continue to go every single year now. 
Um, that was my first Yukon. That was last year. It was like I was just shedding all these old layers that didn't belong to me anymore. And then this Yukon was like I was putting on them new layers. Like I was getting a new fur coat and I was looking all steezy and nice and just like following the vibe and being totally caught by it the entire time. Like, oh, I have chills again thinking about it. Um, yeah, just found a lot of fucking magic a lot of beautiful people that are now some of my best friends um and this just happened like two months ago a month and a half ago it's crazy stuff anyways yeah I kind of feel like I'm at a point now with this where we've gotten a good a good understanding of where I'm coming from and I feel like kind of from now on, I won't be doing as much background explaining. I'm going to try and keep this like something that is for myself and not like I'm like I'm not here to tell my story. You know, like I'm here to tell my story as I like write it. Like I'm here to live my story. And part of my story is that I have a podcast now like Callie Clark Podcaster. It it just works. It works. So I'm really excited. I'm really grateful um, for anyone who has listened to this episode who is still here. I'm grateful for you, whether you are here right now, whenever it is getting uploaded, November 17th, 2023. Also, shout out Bella. It's her birthday. Bella's one of my best friends. I sent her a text. But it's not like she's going to hear this before she sees the text. But shout out Bella. Um, so whether you're listening to this episode now or you're listening to this episode like 20 years from now, if this even exists, then, um, whenever, just thanks for being here. Thanks for being you. Thanks for being an energetic match to what I'm putting out. And yeah, I love all you beautiful people. And just know that you're pure magic and you are exactly where you are at. I'm going to go ahead and note that the time is 2.22 right now, right whenever I ended that clip. Um, I hope this is videoing. Why, why, why glitch? Damn, okay.